The only reason Tim and Wilson even met each other is because of JTT. Oh, you, you like Wilson viewers? You can thank JTT for that. We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode. Shows that sucked and shows that flowed. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe, secret code. Some of this shit's name, some of it's gold. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode, the podcast which reviews very special episodes of TV. I am your host this week, Austin Gorton, and with me, eating a pie from the inside out, is... Carolyn Maine. And with a goiter on his neck... <laughs> I guess David Bittenhofer. I, I was going <laughs> to call in about the pie, and then I got sniped. I felt like, I felt like the pie was equally representative of both of you. <laughs> I felt pretty confident that I wanted to take that from David, and when you got a goiter, I was really confident again. <laughs> <laughs> well, is, are we sure it's just a goiter, though? That's all that really matters. Well, stay tuned, gentle <laughs> listeners. Or should stay I panic tuned. about this for our day? I think you should panic. All right. <laughs> this week, we are reviewing Home Improvement, Season 5, Episode 22, The Longest Day, in which a routine medical checkup reveals a suspicious lump on teen heartthrob Randy's <laughs> neck. It might be a goiter, it might be cancer, or it might be hyperthyroidism. But the day spent waiting to find out is a tense one for Tim, Jill, and Randy, and less so for the rest of the cast. <laughs> There's other cats. The ones that are there, yes. Vaguely. I mean, to be fair, when you sent the email, you said this is the one that where Tandy might have cancer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and normally I'm not the douche who points out typos, except I literally thought there's a character named Tandy. And I'm like, <laughs> who's Tandy? Is that like a later season character? Was, like, is that like that Al's girlfriend or something? Yeah. <laughs> Just some guy. Hello, I'm Tandy. I have cancer. <laughs> I want to see that episode, David. I didn't even read the email closely. I guess I missed that. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a. Uh, I don't have a real relevant motivation behind picking this one. I just thought, yeah, we got a lot of our listeners like the '90s era stuff. We've done one of these before. Let's uh, let's let's do another one. This is for you, listener. Yeah. If this is for you, listeners who like the nineties. Because <laughs> yeah, we have done we have done home improvement before. I believe it was the three of us. Uh, mm. Also, Sans Ryan back in the day that did uh, the, the Brad smokes pot episode of uh, of home improvement where we talked about uh, Tim Allen's copious drug problems and it had the creepy cgi dog interstitials that were like running at us oh man i missed those we need to get high and watch some dog interstitials so did there were no like graphical transitions in this right no there was only one in the opening scene there is one at least but i think that's it and they like got super serious was it just because it's serious or did they stop it at this point i guess that's my question that is a good question i don't know. I mean, this is season five, which is <laughs> not near the end of Home Improvement's <laughs> run. Um, season five of eight, I want to say. I'm double checking with the okay. here. Yeah, season five of eight. So, I mean, well into the show's run, but not like towards the end when they might be doing weird shit. But it's entirely possible that they just got rid of the goofy 
interstitial animatics at this point. I can't imagine those were cheap. Mm. Um, to like to do new ones every single episode. I would simply um, reuse them. Right, right. But it could also very well just be that this is a very special episode that's pitched as at that uh, at that tone, and they may have just left them out so as not to detract from the seriousness of the issues here. Um, yeah, I guess we don't really we did this before, so I don't need to ask every. Has anyone's relationship with home improvement changed appreciably? I'm just wondering. I forget what exactly what we talked about, what I talked about, I should say, on the last one. But I really don't like this show. I <laughs> in some ways, it's different, but I feel like my feelings for this are kind of similar to Ryan's for Full House of just like this is this shit's terrible in my mind. I don't know. This is it. Yeah, you know it. It is. It's just so kind of like the Full House of the nineties. And it's so dreary, too. Like, there's, like, a lot of gray in mm. this. It's like, why? It is not a, a visually engaging show at all. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting, because I feel like there are there are shows that I watched as a kid, and I, the, the conventional wisdom would say, like, oh, you watched them as a kid, and you liked them, and then you watch them as an adult, and you think they're garbage. Mm-hmm. And that's certainly true. And that's that's kind of what this show is. Where like I remember watching it as a kid and mostly liking it, and now when I watch it, I'm like, ugh. Um, but then there are shows that I watched as a kid that I thought were fine, but as I've gotten older, I've come to appreciate them. Like Roseanne is one of those shows that I don't think I quite got all that was going on there in some of those earlier seasons as a kid, and you can watch it now. And putting aside Roseanne herself's issues. Um, there's there's still a lot to like in some of those early Roseanne seasons, um, whereas this is just like drac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it's just it's so broad and especially now like five. I mean, mm-hmm. and they got so unnecessarily serious and they didn't really earn it. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, but wow, I have issues with this particular episode too, but. <laughs> Yeah, 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 this is, this is, yeah, yeah, well, well, yeah, we'll get there. Well, let's, let's dive in then. Mm. Uh, Just like so in someone cold... else is diving into a pie. Yes, in, mm. in the cold open, uh, Tim comes home from work and is trying to snitch a bite of Jill's pie. Just a bite or the whole damn thing? Just... Just going to leave that out there for anyone trying to take a bite of Jill's pie. Mm. Oh, I he get wants, it. He wants a whole face full. He's going to just shove his face right into it. Shove the face in your pie. It's very creamy, so there's a lot of licking that has to be <laughs> Yes, it is a lemon meringue pie, so it's creamy and tangy, Jill's pie. Wow. Mm. Yeah. I could go for some pie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I could too. That's, a, that's for the only fans, Carolyn, you know. <laughs> For ladies too. <laughs> All right, quick, quick sidebar. What's your non? What's your favorite non-innuendo pie? <laughs> well, I, I won't say it's non-innuendo, but I do always like the pumpkin pie, the best okay. out of okay. Thanksgiving. Very special. But you hand me a summer pie, any berry pie, I'm happy. Yeah, David. Yeah, I like almost all kinds of pies, except like I guess pineapple pie, but you don't see that too much too often. <laughs> no, you don't see that very often. I mean, I want to try that. Like, as a kid, I always gravitate towards like Boston cream pie, but that's not really a pie. That's a cake, right? It just has pie. In the yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a cake masquerading as a pie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would maybe. I think yeah, like a pecan pie, or maybe just a Ooh. really nice 
apple pie too. I think I, mm-hmm. like I yeah. do like a, just a good apple pie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I like, but yeah, yeah, pumpkin yeah. when the season calls for it. And yeah. but I'm, I'm like, yeah, there's no, there's no bad. Yeah, pie. this is certainly not me bad mouthing other pies. Where I just shout right, out ones right. I like. Uh, it's pretty. This gotta be one pie, pie that's pie bullshit. What yeah. about the Ninja Turtles hand pies? Did you guys <laughs> Wait, what's a Ninja Turtle hand pie? It's you green. Like a hostess fruit pie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I like those too, actually. I mean, yeah, no, those I are know. great. Who, who am I to turn down a good hostess? I don't know what the fruit is. I think they put actual turtle and a lot of sugar. green ooze in there. I believe the there. fruit is sugar. Mm, I like sugar pie. <laughs> mm. uh, okay, so <laughs> Tim's trying to snitch a bite of Jill's pie, but she yells at him and then calls the kids down because it's time to go to their doctor appointment and... Uh, one of them sasses about why they have to go when they're not sick, like they're five years old or something. Mm-hmm. And Jill says, you know, this is your checkup. And I'm like, these kids are all teenagers. They should understand the concept of going to a doctor <laughs> for a checkup. But this is Brad, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Brad is looking like something. <laughs> yeah. This, oh, my God. He, this is the same guy who also made the decision to get that haircut. So not understanding. Yeah. Haircut. Checkup haircut. <laughs> It's like the mid '90s, like skater boy, like totally yeah. buzzed on the sides, but then long enough on the very top to be pulled into like the tiniest of little ponytails. Yeah, it's like a undercut bowl cut with a rat tail. It's so many exquisite haircuts <laughs> stacked together. It is. It is pretty magnificent. Like I literally, like my note was, Brad looks like. I'm like, I don't know what he looks like. I can't even describe what this is. Like, it's something. I don't know. And this is like one of his few scenes, like David alluded to. So like, really drink it in, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brad, Brad does not show up a lot in this. Um, so then uh, we also find out that Brad, he's carrying a little paper bag around. And he apparently has uh, performance anxiety when he has to pee in the cup, uh, which I don't really think was part of a standard kid's checkup, but uh, whatever. <laughs> Maybe uh, they're doing like roids or, or I something. I think on how him. often I've peed in a cup at a medical facility. I remember doing it once as a kid and then they're like, open this window and put it in there. And I remember, oh, like, yeah. and I remember just being really weird that I peed in this cup and I opened this window and there was like somebody on the other side already waiting for it and <laughs> grabbed it. And I was just kind of startled by that. <laughs> and then I did it again when I was older, and then there was like nobody on the other side, and that felt a little more comfortable. <laughs> fair enough. That's that's fair. Mm-hmm. Well, Brad has peed in a yogurt cup, yeah, and has placed that yogurt cup. In the uh, paper bag, so he's he's bringing his own which uh, pee sample. In my mind, yogurt cups are generally lidless. By like they're like a uh-huh. one-time uh-huh. open lid, right? So, uh-huh. Oh, you're not eating big enough yogurt, David. Oh, that's okay. why. Uh, that that's why he's carrying it gingerly. <laughs> and then when they leave, what? Tim calls out, "Watch out for those speed bumps." Because oh. <laughs> the idea being that the speed bump would make the cup fly up and the pee get out and all of that. Also, I and I get that, that Brad's not smart, but hopefully he <laughs> washed that yogurt. <laughs> no, he didn't. We find out in the next scene he did not. Really? I must have missed that. Well, you know. Yeah. This this show numbs my brain, so I don't know what to tell. Mm. It's the uh, watch out for speed bump jokes that carry us into the opening credits. I noted that uh, the JTT is the the third build cast member and the top build amongst the kids at oh, this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. 
He became uh, such a star because of this show, oddly mm. enough. I'm sure we've already discussed it, but every America had JTT fever. Oh, yeah. And it's good looks. Yeah, he, and Lion. I mean, he did the voice in Lion King, and that movie that was huge. And, and we thought he was uh, gay, but he's not. I think that's what we've learned. Are we sure? Let's check back <laughs> in on that. I mean, I, 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 I haven't had gay sex with him. Other than that, I don't know how to be sure. <laughs> okay, Austin. 100% sure. But Austin, I say <laughs> I'm not gay, out. but you've had gay sex with me, so this is really... Touche. Touche. <laughs> it did get me thinking, like... <laughs> okay. What what are some other sitcoms that had like two huge breakout stars? Are you calling Tim? The same time because like this episode, yeah. I mean, this episode aired in '96, I believe. Yeah, April of '96. So that's like post JTT and Lion King, post Tim Allen and Toy Story, the first Toy Story. They're both making like. Disney solo projects at this point, you know, I don't know, Jungle to Jungle and <laughs> that, that Huck Finn, the, the Tom yes. Sawyer Huck Finn movie that JTT was in. Like, how often did you get a, a sitcom that had like two, you know, Family Ties had Michael J. Fox off making Back to the Future and whatnot, but that was about it for that cast. Yeah, you're saying get in the second one. I mean, some of this is recency, yeah. recency bias because I'm doing a rewatch, but... I think of Arrested Development and how many like stars were on that, but I don't know how many were launched and how many were just there. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah, Michael. Yeah, Michael Gross got tremors, but that wasn't until well after Family Ties. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah, and, I mean, and there don't get me gap. wrong, I adore Tremors, <laughs> but I don't Tremors. think that Tremors was you know the. It was definitely one of those cult movies that grew on video. It's no Jungle to Jungle. That's <laughs> This is true. I didn't. To be clear, I don't know that Tim Allen has ever made a good non-Toy Story voiced movie. Um, I know Santa Claus has its defenders, but um, Galaxy Quest. It's Galaxy. Oh yeah, Galaxy Quest. But Galaxy Quest was Tim's fault. Very specifically positioned as a like post high flying success Mm -hmm. role for Tim Allen. Like he's a Shatner. Yeah, his his part in that movie is resonates because of where it falls in his career, coming off of the like highs of the '90s and then the droughts of the late '90s, which is a sweet spot. But none of it Tim's talent. He just was well casted (laughs) in a good movie. I mean, I know like in, in in those early years of Roseanne. You know, Roseanne Barr was getting movie roles, She Devil and whatnot. I love and John, She Devil. And John Goodman was was doing oh, his, yes. uh, He's huge. you know, King Ralph, uh, uh, Babe Ruth biopic kind of stuff. The so that's, mm-hmm. that's maybe there, but you know, Full House was a huge hit, but it wasn't like they Bob Saget was off doing movies or anything. Yeah, please never show yeah. us Dave Coulier I mean, well, ever. Yeah, I mean, technically, we're I guess. We did just do that '70s show, right? Yeah, that's true. We were talking with Ashton Kutcher and Topher and Wilder Valderrama. Though that's one of those. I, I don't know how often they were. I don't know how much overlap there was. Like Topher Grace left to go do Spider-Man yeah. Three. I mean, I he feel like Ashton Kutcher had some overlap at lap of becoming like yeah. a big star, and I don't know about That's Mila true. Kunis though. Yeah, she's yeah. pretty big, Black Swan. Well, no, she's yeah. big. But was she when? Yeah, but like, was she when it's on? It's like oh, I'm yeah, specifically no. thinking about right. like 
sitcoms that have stars who were like big stars while their sitcom mm. was also on the air. Well, there's uh, Lucy and Desi. We did wow. them, and that's, they yeah, that's a whole other they like, level of way back there. Superstars on their own account. They did the movie, be- and they said no one would pay to see him for free, but they made millions on it. Ta-da. I suppose all the friends managed to get reason, except for poor David Schwimmer. Managed to get reasonably big hit movies going at the same time that they were on Friends. David Trimmer got what he deserved. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. He had had a little resurgence just recently. I think they get so much money that they don't feel like they have to, which I really respect as well. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. I feel like, especially during Friends, the Friends cast. When they ever did anything, it was always like, oh, that's so-and-so from Friends. Where it's like, JTT mm-hmm. kind of like was bigger than the show when the show He's was on. JTT. Right. And I feel like Tim right. Allen kind of reached that, too. Do but, you guys get it? Do you have JTT fever, David? <laughs> uh, I think he... Frankly, I get kind of annoyed at how obsessed the show got with him just because he was yeah. popular. And, you know. mm-hmm. Yeah. Austin? No, I'm I'm with David. I get I get irritated. I remember even as a kid, I remember being irritated about how it like became the JTT show. And this <laughs> this episode itself is really like the opening salvo, I think, in that effort. Bye. Yeah, I agree with both of you. I hate Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> I remember <laughs> being a young lady and all these other girls, like eight-year-old girls, are like, JTT, and I'm like, I don't get it. Well, I do not I, get it. I have a sibling, a female sibling, <laughs> who would disagree with you vehemently, Cam. <laughs> you tell her she's wrong, but I mean, if you want to get a bonus interview from someone who's hot for the JTT I'm interested in their madness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so coming out of the credits. Yeah. Um, Which are he, catchy as always. And I want yes, to commend. They have that peppy beat and that hard flute. And then they include yeah. the ooh into uh, their music, into the which music. is very mm-hmm. smart. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim has somehow managed to like eat the bottom out of Jill's pie. So, like, the meringue shell Yeah, remains, it's the meringue. But he's, like, gone underneath and eaten everything out. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how that works, and I'm also not sure how he thinks he's good, how that's, like, better than just eating the pie. Like, <laughs> well, she's not gonna notice that it it's It seems missing. like it's just to delay the anger, right? Like, he... Right, right. Well... Well, spoiler, we see how that works out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, my note was, what an asshole. I mean, really, when you think yeah. about it, it's just like, you're just a bad person. If, like, Jill went to bake this pie, she obviously has some plans for it, even if it's just to feed the rest of the family. And for him to just, like, eat it all, like, what a selfish right. asshole. I don't know. It's Yeah. He's a bad it's husband. Crazy. That's all I got to say. It's it's so selfish, David, because like if well maybe he just has like a problem because I could, if I would like to try, but I don't think I could eat a whole inside of a meringue pie in <laughs> well, ten I'm minutes de- left by I myself. Could, you, know. <laughs> you know it? Yeah. I it's getting pounded. It sounds really good though. But yeah, like that's kind of an eating disorder if you cannot be in a room with a pie. <laughs> Well, also, I mean, he's a grown-ass man. Just go buy himself a pie. Yeah, he's that desperate for pie. I mean, Jesus. I'm, I'm sure Jill wanted a piece of her own damn pie. I know, of a right? bitch. Anywho, everybody comes home for the doctor. This is where we find out that uh, 
Brad has to go back and give another urine sample because the one he provided had boysenberry yogurt in it, mm. which is what uh, tells us that he did not clean out the yogurt cup sufficiently before yeah, peeing I in missed it. That part. That's yeah. per- it's perfect uh, writing. Flowers. Right? Yeah. Just it's it's yeah. It's what yeah. <laughs> uh, but also they took him a little longer because Randy had to go get some extra blood work done because mm-hmm. you know Randy's been feeling a little tired lately. Uh, so there's check out, make sure everything's okay. And then as soon as all of the kids leave, Jill's like, oh yeah, also the doctor noticed a, some swelling in Randy's neck. The swelling was a lump on his thyroid. The endocrinologist thinks that it could be cancer or hyperthyroidism or a goiter. And Jill and Tim start freaking out. Yeah, they just completely and, lose their mind, right? <laughs> yes. And I guess... And also, yeah. I'm no parent, so I don't know, but like... It feels a bit over the top, right? Like, especially for just an unknown thing that the doctor doesn't seem too worried about, right? Like, anything can be cancer in the end, right? Like, when you go for a checkup, that checkup (laughs) could result in you (laughs) being diagnosed with cancer. So, there's always that hidden level of fear into anything you do. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, spoiler alert, maybe this is just, you know, 25 years of having the internet speaking, Mm -hmm. but uh, you don't even have to go to a doctor. Anything you feel might be cancer. Look it up online. It might be cancer. (laughs) You get a headache, might be cancer. Could be cancer. Uh, So, yeah, after a while, you just sort of learn to roll with that kind of stuff. Like, yes, it could be cancer, but it could also be these other more likely things. Right? I think we're seeing the beginnings of IMDb. No, wait. The um, (laughs) uh, the internet doctor. I am WebMD. Yes, that's it. (laughs) We're seeing the beginnings of that. and how you're in law and order, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure JTT would be great as a late game serial killer. Oh, he had to have been on Law and Order, right? Uh, I don't think so. I know everybody's been on Law and Order, but I doubt. I know Balky or Larry has. Maybe sure. an SVU though. He might be in an SVU. I'm just gonna start. I'm just gonna start subtly bringing up Law and Order in all my conversations with David in order to quietly nudge him towards writing Law and Order reviews. Um, we should watch so we, one, uh, Austin. I think the real thing that the doctor noticed was that JTT was very hunky. <laughs> should have more screen time. Yes, the doctor was like. Boy, this handsome should be on TV more often. Let's give him a plot line that he can really sink his teeth into. I don't really like his face, you guys. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Um, we get some. We get some. Uh, I guess uh, uh, characteristic Tim is a moron patter here where he he doesn't know that benign means good because as soon as Jill says that like the lump might be benign, he's like, oh no, she's like, no, that's good. Uh, and then she has to explain that a goiter is is good, um, and he refers to hyperthi- hypothyroidism as hypothymaster, which was one of those stupid, quote, funny things that Tim would do, where, like, Wilson would say something, and then he'd repeat it, and it would be hideously mangled, and we would all laugh. That is most of the humor what? in this show, isn't it? What does yeah. Jill see in Tim? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Well, Maybe he's, he's got a big penis? I don't know. I also was going <laughs> to say right, it a fat hog. I don't like thinking that's about that, though. I don't like that he has a big... Because you know that's something he'd be super insecure about if he didn't, so... Yeah. I, I mean, that's... That I mean, world. 
Isn't isn't that the eternal like eighties nineties sitcom question, David? Oh, what do any of those wives see in their husbands? I don't think that's limited to the eighties nineties. Like I yeah, think that's true. All <laughs> like um, movies. I'm trying to think in cinema and TV and everything is filled with <laughs> all women falling story. for guys and me having no idea what someone would see in them, except maybe they're hunky. But I don't see that in this case either. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's got to be a breaking, uh, like a a a point of divergence in that, because you think like, uh, well, I guess I mentioned for like Family Ties, like they seem pretty evenly matched. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Stephen and Ali, like Growing Pains, you know, Alan Thicke and Joanna Kearns, they're they they, they both are sort of equally goofy, equally professional, equally attractive. But yeah, somewhere along the way, it just like the scales tipped to where it's just like goofy ass doofus and a hot wife yeah. and we don't really understand why what the yeah. one sees in the other it's a it's like they have the doofus husband and the competent wife and generally the wife is also more attractive conventionally than the man and so then you're like well it's just unequal on all sides why is this woman with this man at this point man? yeah i mean at least here i mean I, tim allen is tim allen but we're not dealing with like you know uh, uh, Kevin James and uh, <laughs> uh, Leah Remini kind of situation here. But... It's true, but she could do better. I don't, I don't know. Well, yeah, she yeah. really could. Yeah. Maybe she does later in this episode, David. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah, we'll get to that. You're that, saying maybe that story little... was more true than we're, we're led to believe. Yeah. We'll I have theories. Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> so there's a um, so there's a, a bit here that becomes important later where Jill has not uh, uh, relayed the severity of things to any of the kids, especially Randy. Um, he doesn't even know that he has a lump. He just thinks that he needed this extra blood work done um, because he was being, you know, being tired or whatever. And so it's, and you know, he could have cancer or he could just have to, you know, he may need an operation or he might just have to take a pill every day because of this hyperthyroidism, but he doesn't know any of this is going on and that will be important later. I don't know what the exact right thing to do is, but on the whole, I don't disagree with that strategy of at least waiting for the results to come in before telling Randy anything. But I don't know why they're so terrible at this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's not that hard to just be normal. They just simply cannot do it in any capacity, right? Right, right. I don't... I'm not sure where I fall on the... the like, I feel like I want to err on the side of put the cards on the table and be like, yeah, it could be something terrible, but more likely it, it'll be one of these two not terrible things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, mean, I don't disagree with that either. I don't know where, like I said, I just... It's not a wholly absurd thing to do. I'll put it that way for the right, uh, especially because Randy's like a teenager. Yeah, like yeah. If he was six or seven or something and incapable right. of, sort of grasping the full ramifications, that's a whole other story. Bottom line: these two dimwits are terrible <laughs> at just like keeping this to themselves. I know, <laughs> uh, which is because they're on a sitcom and this is apparently funny. But uh, yeah, it's pretty awful. So Brad comes down again, and they have to like awkwardly they're like hugging each other and so then it turns into this like discussion about like laundry detergent and fabric softener because i guess the sight of 
his parents showing affection towards one another is such a strange sight to behold that they have to come up with some sort of like cover story to explain it, which I feel like that says a lot about (laughs) Tim and Jill's marriage and how they present themselves to their kids. I think Tim showing any sort of affection is causes alarm (laughs) bells because they're like, wait, he's supposed to be a man. Men don't feel emotion. Well, they do, but it's like a darker caveman emotion, just <laughs> grunting when out there in the kitchen after he eats right. that whole cake. Yeah, no, their laundry detergent talk is really stupid and awkward, and I feel like that. Get ready for, like, three more times. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, like the next morning, when uh, uh, Jill is making Randy a, a big breakfast and is freaking out, and then Brad comes downstairs again, and they immediately switch back to their, like, laundry fabric softener talk. Uh, and then Tim points out that Jill can't give him breakfast uh, because the fact that it's a non-shitty breakfast will tip him off yeah. that something, you know, then, significant yeah. is happening. Yeah, because then Brad comes down after that and then confused why they're having a good breakfast. And then, right? Maybe that's why Jill has to have Tim the Toolman Taylor's because she's a shitty cook. <laughs> I feel like that's a that's a trope, isn't it? A sitcom trope. The <laughs> yeah, except she's a sitcom mom who's who's uh, actually a terrible cook. But at the same time, right. they they seem to be indicating that she can cook. She just chooses not to most of the time. Right? That's true. Right? right. Strange. I was like, that's just Tim being shitty. But then the son says it later, so I guess I'm like, okay, that's canon. Yeah. Well, that, but, and that's totally like even as a kid, like I remember that being like a defining characteristic of Jill is that she's a shitty cook. But then there's stuff like she baked a fucking lemon meringue pie, and <laughs> Tim seemed to like it enough to eat out the innards of it. <laughs> so she can't be that terrible. And to your point, David, she made a pretty banging looking breakfast here. We got pancakes mm-hmm. and eggs and bacon. And apparently, and- all the kids love it because they're like, "Oh yeah, this looks delicious." And you're like, "So she just yeah." Maybe she just wants to set the bar low most of the time, so <laughs> it's easy to ex- exceed when the time That's, not a, that's not a bad strategy. We're yeah. Austin and me are taking notes on that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> uh, so then uh, Jill throws out the breakfast. Um, as I Randy hated comes this part. I know. Yeah, like all that good food just right down the drain. No. I also hate the fact that both... Jill and Randy refer to silver dollar pancakes as though that's a special type of pancake and not just an indication of the size of the pancake. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah a confused that's there, stupid. <laughs> like, there's it's... nothing special about, he's like, oh, my favorite silver dollar pancakes. And I'm like, oh, your favorite thing is pancakes of a very specific size. <laughs> that seems like an odd thing to consider. Like, pancakes are my favorite. What does the size yeah, of the matter? Buttermilk pancakes, or you know, like right? Chocolate. Buckwheat pancakes, like Peter Parker. I don't know, but like, just oh, I, I, I really love pancakes that are this specific size. That's not a thing people say, you dimwits. <laughs> I have seen people do it for Mickey Mouse related reasons, but sure, sure, like you make a little like Mickey face out of it or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Five year olds have a favorite shape yeah. of food. I can <laughs> sure, sure. I can buy that. Not. Pete Arthrob Randy. Do you think Tim Allen's favorite shape of pancake is a wrench or cocaine? <laughs> cocaine. It's cocaine. Cocaine it's a roll dollar wrench, thing. obviously. <laughs> that sounds good, David. Sign me up. 
Uh, so that's a cover for Jill throwing out the breakfast because, again, they're very terrible at all of this. <laughs> what yeah. a crazy so She's dumping out all this food as <laughs> no. Randy comes in and sees it. And, like, that's ten <laughs> times more suspicious than just... So Tim's like, well, it's because I'm going to take you out to breakfast. And then we're going to go to the arcade. And Randy says, well, well, then I'll miss history. He's like, ah, who cares about history? We can play a, a game that's Mortal Kombat but isn't Mortal Kombat because we didn't yes. pay for the right to say Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, uh, Mortal Massacre. Mortal, Mortal Massacre. Massacre. I do love generic uh, video game games <laughs> and TV shows. That, that are still specific enough to let you know what they're trying to reference yeah, without yeah. directly saying it. So cool. I but it also feels very much uh, too far removed from high school kind of writing when you're like, I'm going to miss history as opposed to just like, oh, yeah. I'm going to miss school. <laughs> like, you're going right. to. Right. Like, you don't just miss a single class when you're taken out, right? I don't I, like. It makes me feel like they're setting up the line, who needs history, kid? You're going to be history. That uh, <laughs> is just, you shouldn't live in the past. They went with a different one. Yes, that was Tim's Tim's little rejoinder there. So as they're walking out the door, Randy jokes that, uh, boy, if he didn't know any better, he'd think he must be dying. And once again, his parents, who are terrible at keeping things for their kids, are like, we're not going to laugh at that. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to stare awkwardly at one another. And this, of course, immediately tips Randy off because he's not a moron <laughs> that, uh, well, that something is up. And they don't they want to be like, well, it could be nothing. But then when he makes that joke and then you look gravely at each other, it's going to make you think it's a lot more serious than it is. Right. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So they lay out the options for him, uh, which is basically, uh, you know, the goiter, which is nothing, or the hyperthyroidism, which is the pill, or an operation. They they very uh, distinctly leave out the whole like. Or also, it could be cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of part of the equation. Uh, there's a running bit where uh, Tim refers to everything as being very small. So you know, it could, could be a goiter, a oh, very small goiter. You might have to take a pill, a very small pill, or have an operation, a very small operation, and. Mm-hmm. It's funnier than most of the other Tim Allen shtick, but I don't know. Yeah. That it's, um, not graded on a curve, all that great. I did enjoy when uh, when Jill talks about or uh, Tim talks about how a goiter is nothing, and then right. he's like, "Well, if it's if it's nothing, why don't they just say nothing?" And Tim says, "Well, it just means different words. You wouldn't say Tigers eight, Yankees goiter, <laughs> and now I kind of want to use goiter as the <laughs> as a word for zero. <laughs> You're getting infected you by that. the home improvement bug. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know if we can be friends anymore. <laughs> it's time you guys called it over home improvement. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've called it out off over less. I can tell you that. Home improvement <laughs> one. Austin and David's friendship goiter. Uh, <laughs> well, and then I don't know. At this point, you should just sit him down and tell him everything, right? You right, should say, right. And it's probably nothing, but they can't help but freak out. Like they're like one hundred percent sure it's going to be cancer, even though <laughs> they shouldn't be. That right. they can't not freak out about this whole thing the entire time and just keep panicking. So I, yeah. And I mean, to your point, David, that's more or less what Randy argues later in the yeah, episode. <laughs> this was the point where they should have laid it all out for him. Like, yeah, Jill's pretty much the goofball in this episode. Y- y- Everyone should be allowed yeah, to be like emotionally uh, available, or I'm trying to think of the right term there. But 
There is something to be said about being a little strong for your kids in these moments, you know? Right, right. Yeah, there definitely, there's a certain sense of, like, you can have whatever anxieties you mm. want, but put on a brave face for your kids, at least. Yeah. Like, yeah. at least for a little while, I don't know. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't completely melt down, I guess. Yeah. I yeah. guess Jill's a bad actor, too. Bad cook, <laughs> bad actor. Uh, so we go to the set of uh, of Tool Time. We right. thankfully get to avoid a uh, Tool Time segment in this episode. Mm-hmm. I want to see uh, one. What happens? They like fix something, and then Tim fucks it up, and Al's like, "I don't think so, Tim." Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Then I mean, that's Tim injures himself, and then Al fixes it, and then apparently the show's a hit for whatever reason. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's a cable access hit, David. I'm pretty sure it's not, like basic cable at enough best. enough to pay for Are that they house. Really? Awesome. That's true. Right. It's, it's Where's a the pretty money? big house. Uh, so then uh, Al is critiquing Tim's performance on the show because Tim was apparently kind of lifeless and phoned in. Uh, and Tim says, you well, didn't sleep well last night. And Al's like, well, why not? Did I feel well and all this? And why didn't you let me kind of harangues him? And so then he was Tim really tells- needy. Well, before we get to this, I was just going to say. Because uh, I forgot about this earlier. Well, when Tim was going to work, Jill was all like, "How can you work on a day like this?" And I'm like, well, right, "He's got right. like a TV show, right? Like he should uh-huh. just cancel it now." And it doesn't. And and Tim, to his credit, is like, "Well, you know, I got to do something yeah, to keep my mind off it. I'm not just gonna sit around the house like stewing in my own fear, yeah. which is." And it's healthy. just a test being done. Mm-hmm. Like they're just assuming the worst and can't get out of their own heads. I don't know. Yeah, I guess uh, yeah. you could say the the whole setup here was that like they did this blood work and they'll find out the results tomorrow, mm-hmm. which I think seems a little fast. Yeah, which is a fast Maybe. turnaround, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I feel say, like even when I go in and yeah. get my blood work done and find out, you know, if my cholesterol is high, it takes a day or you know a couple of days, and that's not as you know significant as like cancer, mm-hmm. but whatever. Well, you're not hunky like JTT yeah, is. True. Austin. They're probably they put that one on the top yeah. of the uh, of the lab <laughs> this one's pile. A baby boy hunk. Like, they go. do <laughs> have like hot teen boy needs these results. <laughs> and he needs them now. On the medical <laughs> charts, there is a field for a one to ten hotness rating and that's how they sort the, <laughs> the test and stuff it's like oh this boy's a 10 he's got to get <laughs> oh this all goes boy. on one we'll, we'll get to that later <laughs> if they don't um, make I it wanna, it's no big deal the yeah. world didn't lose anything right i want to commend richard karn for his acting in this scene i did notice like when he was hesitating to tell Tim Taylor about his lackluster performance, he was really selling it to me. <laughs> do, you, do you wonder if maybe that's a little bit of Richard Karn and his reaction to Tim Allen <laughs> informing his performance he's, there? He's like, finally, yeah. I can live through my character in a real way. <laughs> Show the hesitance and fear of the Allen. Yes he's, like, yes. he's like, Tim, what's the matter? You seem a little coked out today. I mean, uh, distracted today. <laughs> You can see the chops that gave him family feud later. Yeah. To get Al off of his back, Tim tells him that he was he's not been sleeping well and he was distracted because Jill is having an affair with their now ex-milkman. Mm. This is where it gets good, people. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like someone has theories here. Yeah, I think we'll get to some theories. Uh, the episode kind of tells you itself. It's, you know, like one of those murder mystery shows. You just have to know the clues. And, uh, yeah, Tim's like, we don't have a milkman anymore. But they did. And the milkman can bring be whoever brings the person milk. So 
if you interpret that widely, it's it's any man's game. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe Jill's getting a little uh, a little D on yeah. the side, and that's we'll why she's, she's able to stay with Tim. Uh, <laughs> I, so, I feel like something he could have just told Al anyways, like. Yeah, Randy's again, in. David, they're terrible at this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you have to keep it a secret from Al. Nah. Unless the idea is supposed to be that, like, Tim Tim doesn't like talking to Al, but that doesn't... I mean, he gives Al grief, but they do seem to genuinely be friends. It's uh, it's just it's stupid. Yeah, I mean, Al comes off needy here, so I'm not sure if he is good to confide in, but I don't really remember him being that much I mean, of the, the I mean, this, all, this turns into a running gag, so I mean, at the end of the day, it's yeah. it's all about <laughs> whatever character concerns are there, they get they get, re- you know, pushed to the background in favor of a cheap gag, which is really the mm. show's biggest problem, mm. which is that they've, they don't They've never met a cheap gag that they aren't willing to push forward for at this expensive character. <laughs> now I uh, developed a theory about this milkman, but we'll get to it. See? See? I wonder. <laughs> Keep your pocket, your notes. David. We'll get there. Put your notes so in the next yeah. scene, uh, Jill is outside uh, freaking out to Wilson, who uh, is the other improbable breakout star of, uh, of <laughs> You're Holman calling Freeman. Wilson a breakout star? When have you seen his face? Austin. I just mean, I should break out star. <laughs> to be clear, I said Wilson and not the actor who plays him because I feel like there is a contingent of the audience who like went fucking nuts for Wilson. It's true. He is a cultural milestone. I'm, I'm not sure the proper way to describe this, which is probably on par with most things on this podcast, but um, <laughs> like they have the scene, but then Jill, they're just Jill's just sitting next to him. Mm-hmm. But then the We've camera will just the show like barrier. it's silhouette, and then occasionally it'll just hone in on Jill, and then one time his head is behind like a beam that the mm-hmm. porch swing they're on is behind. But I'm like, it almost feels like cheating this time when you when the camera just chooses not to show his face instead of just having him being doing something or behind something that's blocking his face, right? Yes, it's very strange. And that's like that's the thing with Wilson, like as the show as it gets later and later into its years, and like Wilson becomes this like weird breakout character on the show, they keep up the face hiding gimmick, and it just becomes like increasingly more ludicrous the things <laughs> like the lengths they go to to keep his face hidden to the point where like when the show like wins an Emmy or is nominated for an Emmy or something like that, like the cast goes up on stage, Earl Hindeman like hold something up over his face like the the audience can't possibly handle the sight of wilson's chin even outside the context of the show to be fair the only memory i have of that is one time they won some award and i was watching it for some reason and they went up and he was not covering his face and i was like and it broke your little brain and i was like oh there's his face and then somebody there more as a joke i believe like had like some sort of piece of paper or something and i was like oh, oh and then like put it up over his face. But I feel like that was just more them joking around than like right, being right. serious about he can't show his face. I'm just saying, I guess there's this view of eh, there's a uh, that like a mystery is you want to eh, what am I trying to say? Like when 
it's kind of narrative cheating when you have like a mystery that all the characters know the answer to. It's just like the show that's not telling you that thing. Like everyone else right. has seen this thing and it's just the show won't let you know what it is. And you're like, okay. And so like with this, when Tim goes to talk to him, in general, he's not seeing his face any either. So you're just kind of seeing it through their point of view. That right, Not that they've right. never seen his face, but that in these right, interactions but, that we see, they are not right. seeing his face for various reasons. Right. Yeah, the, the whole thing started with he's on the other side of the yeah. fence, so yes. you don't see the bottom part. And you presume face, right? that sometimes he's out. You know, they both walk out of the house at the same time and they see it. We just don't see those parts. We only see the, over the fence. And so then sometimes, like, he comes over, but he has, like some contraption or whatever he's working on so you still don't see his face but then they're not seeing his face at that point either right but in this scene she clearly does it's just the camera isn't showing his face and that just feels like like i said cheating to me i don't know right we should get to see i know i we should get to see the first time they see that should be a thing for them but the trick is is that it was only a thing for us Mm -hmm. okay are you ready for my theory the milkman <laughs> half arriveth. <laughs> oh, you think Wilson is the milkman? Mm-hmm. He is. He's definitely the guy. And he's broken the fence barrier. Like, to David's point, you can see that Jill is not surprised to see his full face. <laughs> She's seen his full everything. They hang out all the time, apparently, while Tim's gone. Well, so, yeah. I have a different theory. Hmm. <laughs> What's yours? Or whenever you want, well, if it comes totally on. we wait on it, I guess. Cause okay, okay. So, this the other thing about this scene is that it just feels like a shameless attempt to shoehorn a Wilson scene into the episode. Well, yeah, they need they have like a contractual obligation to have Wilson in every episode, so then they just <laughs> them. and then they do a flashback or something, right? Yeah, so Jill yes, is freaking out talking to Wilson, <laughs> and Wilson mentions that the first time he met Tim was when Tim was dealing with a colicky baby Randy. So they have this flashback to. Um, to Tim walking around in his backyard, because I guess that's a thing that you do when you have a crying infant, is take it out into the backyard to annoy the neighbors. Um, <laughs> is that not what you do, Austin? Yeah, I was, I was, I was taking my kid outside when he was screaming. Um, <laughs> and so then that's, uh, that's how Wilson and, uh, and, and Tim meet. Um, it is so funny that they chose to show us this moment. Like, did you guys need the origin of Wilson and Tim? And did you need it in Randy's cancer episode? They do mention here that uh, Wilson's name is Wilson Wilson. Oh, yeah. my God. And, yeah. And I, and I don't know and couldn't even be bothered to pester the crack research team enough to find out if that's a thing that we knew before this episode or if that was the reveal that he's Wilson Wilson. Yeah, did they keep it? Is his name, though? Is that, like, canon? That is canon, yeah. No, his name is Wilson Wilson. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. I was just going to say, so <laughs> Tim has a colicky baby, and then Wilson has, like, this miracle cure or whatever that of oh, right. ginger that he put on the baby's belly to stop it, which whatever. But I think this is also the show trying to tell us that everything revolves around JTT, right? Like... Yeah. <laughs> the only reason Tim and Wilson even met each other is because of JTT. Oh, you, you like Wilson viewers? You can thank JTT for that. <laughs> <laughs> and Wilson's putting it on extra thick, both the ginger juice and like his performance here. He's like really being like, I'm a soothing old country man and I'm going to be your best friend. Yeah. It's so big. A, uh, 
there's a quote, of course, like a quote unquote yeah. joke at the end yeah. where Wilson's like, you know, oh, come on over and talk anytime you want, neighborino. And Tim's like, oh, that's okay. I'm kind of, a, I'm private and don't like talking to guys about my problems. And it's, of course, we know from five seasons of the show that at least once an episode he goes over and talks to Wilson about his problems. <laughs> and that's supposed to be funny. That's the joke. Walker, walker. <laughs> And also, they called Randy his youngest son, which, okay, might have been true when Randy was born, but I guess I'll bring up right now that I find it eerie that they don't have the actual youngest son at all in this episode, except oh, in there. the opening theme in a flashback that we'll yeah, see. Did he, was he not leaving for the doctor either? Did we know? He was there. He was uh, there. Oh, he was? For the doctor. That was okay. his, his one present day appearance. <laughs> Poor, poor forgotten Mark. Now it's like, what's his face from that 70s on. show in the finale, right? The, uh... <laughs> yeah, the guy who got the soup out of the fridge. Yeah, yeah, orange drink. Santa. <laughs> <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. Okay, well, then he's accounted for. Never mind. It's not weird. <laughs> uh, next scene, Tim comes home. Still no word on Randy's tests. Uh, but they find out Randy hasn't come home. School is over now, but Randy has not... Uh, returned. So then uh, Tim's like, I'm going to go look for him. He has a pretty good idea where he is. Uh, and then Al calls uh, to interrogate Jill about her affair with the milkman, uh, turning that into a running gag, apparently. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. Is it time for David's yeah, theory we'll wait, yet? We'll Maybe. Wait, okay. oh, it's not. Well, the big so then, we get that, but- then we get to the real, the real meaty heart of this episode. Well, What's funny is Tim's like, don't worry, I think I know where he's going, so I'll go talk to him. And I thought he'd be some place that's like deeply personal to Randy that has like <laughs> he a lot was. of like, emotional weight and like history for for Randy, but he's just at the arcade, I guess. <laughs> are, are Mortal you Massacre that means a mid-90s lot. Mid 90s David wouldn't have gone running to a video <laughs> game in a moment of crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I would have, but I don't think that would have made for good. Uh, TV, I'll put it that way. Yeah. Would, have, yeah. would have been very symbolic or, yeah. So, yes, Tim uh, finds Randy at the arcade and he is pissed off that uh, neither of his dumbass parents were able to tell him that, in addition to all of the other things, he might have cancer. And how does he know that he might have cancer? Because he looked it up on the computer at school. IMDb. IMDb strikes again. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't you tell me, parents? My father oh, died. Christmas, and... That wasn't very good. <laughs> uh, he's also rocking a, a jacket tied around his waist, which kind of mm. undercuts all of the emotion of the scene later on. <laughs> but uh, uh, a teary Randy wonders why bad stuff always happens to him, which also seems like, um, I don't know, kid. I, I, I don't I can't literally think of any other bad stuff that's ever happened to you in this show. Yeah, and, and nothing bad has happened yet. So, you know, <laughs> also right. true. Also well, true. he was colicky and then he had <laughs> allergies when he was a baby, but they did right. shoehorn this in. It was just Jill saying so. Right. Yeah. It's like, yes. Why is everything about me? And why am I so handsome? <laughs> why does bad stuff always happen to me? Like, girls, they won't leave me alone because I'm so hunky. <laughs> uh, it may have all just been set up for the joke about how Tim says that bad stuff happens to him. But then Randy says that's just because Tim causes all that bad stuff to happen mm-hmm. to himself. Funny because it's true. 
But then uh, JTT stretching that arm out as hard as he can for his Emmy, sobs (laughs) that he doesn't want to die, and Tim gives him a a big ol' hug. Uh, Maybe I was maybe going to save this for the end. This has nothing to do with Hal at the moment, but this this episode really feels like they're trying to have their cake and eat it too, or lemon ring pie as it may be mm. of like, Hi-oh. they want like a character gets cancer kind of episode, but not really give them cancer. So it's just like, right. They think he maybe might have it. And yet they're going to go all through all the like panic and fear and sadness of it all, even though none of it, even in the show's context, is real. Well, right. it's, it's, it's the very classic, very special episode setup, which is we want to we want to tackle a big important issue, but we're also a sitcom, and we don't want to deal with like any long lasting mm-hmm. ramifications of that. So it's just like one and done comes up, gets dealt with, and so we can't actually give him cancer because that'd be something we'd have to deal with on a episode to episode basis. So we'll just make him think he might have cancer and have him go through all the big dramatic beats that he would if he had it. And then we can be done with it and go right? back to Tim getting hit in the head with a two by four. Yeah, it's so disingenuous. They're not they're not elevated enough to handle cancer, which is a real terrible thing. Mm-hmm. And it's a motherfucker. And a lot of people are going to. See, that happened to someone they know throughout life, and it's the worst. And so, like, home improvement handling that. Or, what do you, go, go get hit with a hammer. Go get hit with a hammer. Like, that'd be great if they could do it, and I'd love to see them when I, cut JGT's beautiful hair off. <laughs> when I had cancer, I just ripped my hand inside my body and took it out myself. Uh, (laughs) yeah they should have gone full scale the cowards yeah and so it's like well the problem with this is like some very special episodes like try to teach you something or make you more knowledgeable and this episode does none of that it's just like cancer sucks except he doesn't really have it so everything always works out in the end and you're like i didn't even die (laughs) cancer sucks hopefully you'll get a call that says you don't have it yeah (laughs) exactly right well, I did learn that it's very cool to cry and play Mortal Massacre at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like playing a basketball game, but it's not really like on and he's just pushing a button and I don't know if it's for dramatic <laughs> effect or if they're just I'm too sure lazy to actually to like notice. have him play a game. <laughs> because the noise of the game would probably like wreck their shot yeah, I know. so they could actually have him turn the game on. <laughs> Or they're too cheap to spring for the like three quarters it would have taken <laughs> to play the game. Well, they're yeah, we're gonna rent the arcade. No, we're not gonna get a, with token. a monitor off. And I'd normally uh, dig it, uh, ding them for it, but it r- rang real true of arcade. So I'm like, right, that there would be cabinet with a, a blank screen. Yeah, exactly. There's always one game there that's not functioning. Right? The yeah. arcade looked fun as hell. I mean, actually, it didn't because it was still gray and depressing. But the cabinets looked pretty great. This was a very happy yeah, I mean, arcade. I, I don't know. The... Yeah, this I'm pretty sure they filmed it on location. Like, I don't think they drug mm. in a bunch of like arcade cabinets yeah, onto know. a set or anything like that. But uh, which makes the 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 blank screen cabinet even more effective, I think. Uh, so then we are back in uh, Randy's cool basement bedroom. This is uh, so weird. This is the weirdest set design of the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, see, because he's JTT and he's the hunky one, his character got to have his own 
downstairs bedroom. At so one you could point. imagine kissing him in his own bedroom. Tim, uh, Tim converted a, a hunk of the basement into a bedroom for Randy, so he didn't have to share it with dipshit Brad anymore. At some point in the in the show's run. So they're playing Scrabble and obviously Correct. in an attempt to the, keep their minds occupied or whatever while waiting for this right. phone call, right? Which, that's fine, except none of the other kids are there. And normal. <laughs> and part of me was like, well, well those kids we're, we're still take- not entirely convinced there is two kids. <laughs> we just know yeah. Brad's not there and yeah. maybe there's a third one. Yeah, it's like... Wouldn't the kid, those kids think it's weird that like their parents are just hanging out with Randy playing a game but not inviting them? But then it occurred to me yeah. that that probably happens like every day at that household, right? Like, right. I was just gonna say, are those other kids JTT? Yeah, I know. It's like the parents definitely just have just us and Randy time. Then then the family can get together too. <laughs> well, I mean, like that, like legitimately becomes the arc of the show as like JTT's popularity like grows and he becomes the like like super genius star oh, yeah. uh, academic who's gonna go like to junior congress or travel what? to Africa like yeah, Topher he, Grace or something like that like that's how he leaves the show I think he didn't grow wow. like his his body never filled out so he couldn't be the star athlete so they just made him a super genius instead right who like cares about the world mm-hmm. and he's like what? writes for the school paper and is gonna write an article taking down Tim's company or something like that. <laughs> journalistic intent. Like he just becomes this like total Mary Sue throughout oh the rest God. of the show's run before they, um, before he's like, screw this noise. I got to go be in tiger beat and leaves the series. <laughs> I don't think I knew all of that. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So they're playing Scrabble. Tim tries to play X lax, uh, which Randy says he can't do cause it's a brand name, but he also spells it wrong. Wah, wah. Mm. Uh, and then the phone rings again, and it's not the doctor, it's Al, who still is attacking Jill about this yeah. whole milkman thing. All right, so this is two times now, right? Here we go. So let, let's, let's, let's dive into this a little further now. Let's think about this. Let, let's assume that the show is framing this correctly, and that Tim <laughs> just made up this milkman thing, right? And there's no... Jill is not having an affair with the milkman, but he just told Al this just to get Al off his back, right? Sure, sure. Now, why would Al be so enraged by this and thus having to call the house to talk to Jill about it to, to, to berate her about this? Like, why would he be so angry that Jill is... Why would he be so angry at Jill for stepping out on Tim? Hmm... Is it because she's also stepping out on Al? Mm, possibly, possibly. Maybe he's not angry on on Tim's behalf. Maybe he's angry on his own behalf. Here we go. No shortage of tool men for Jill around town. <laughs> and, and keep in mind, Al is always the most co- more competent of the two. So you know True. he's the better partner, the better lover, the <laughs> better confidant. So- like... In what world wouldn't she go towards Al instead of Tim? Like, he, Al's just a better version of Tim in every way, right? But David, much, yeah. Wilson's just over there. Yeah, he Wilson. cannot beat his convenience. It's not an either-or yeah, scenario. Exactly. <laughs> we, we both could be correct in this. 
The best thing is that um, Wilson's free while Tim and Al are busy, yeah, so exactly. you can just go right over. Yeah, what I'm envisioning here is a is a <laughs> a a Tim Wilson Al. Uh, uh, Rolodex with possibly a fourth milkman thrown in there. I mean, the milkman could be Al or Wilson or a fourth individual in this. Whoever in this delivered sort of that yogurt. Yeah, there you go. What if it was Coach from Coach? <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's just a guess. If she likes Tim, she might like Coach, you know? <laughs> or Dauber from Coach? Yeah, that's, that's, I'm feeling Coach vibes. <laughs> Maybe it's Barry Sanders. <laughs> I'm just thinking of people from Detroit now. So that's like... I was going to say, yeah, Tim, they're even... in Michigan, so he's a, he's a big Detroit fan. <laughs> uh, okay, so <laughs> Al is still hung up on the Milkman thing. How old was Eminem uh, at the time? That's my one. <laughs> young, but he would throw down young, too. Messy. That's true. Like that. That's true. Uh, yeah, Jill says to Al, Tim and I are fine. Never call here again. Uh, then the doctor I, calls for real. Before we get to the doctor, I just want to shout out the weirdest decor in this room is probably the cowboy chair. Were you guys staring at this? Yeah, I did not see. No, the I don't chair. know if I caught the cowboy chair. I'm Holy shit! It's like a weird orange silhouette of a cowboy where you would sit on the legs. It's like bent metal where the legs come up. I I noted at one point that like there's a desk built into one of the walls. Yes. And yes, then above like the desk, there appears to be like a pair of like ice skates on a shelf, and that just seems like a disaster waiting to happen. But <laughs> it is kooky. The whole time the doctor was waiting to call, I was looking at this cowboy chair. I tell you, <laughs> I'm trying to get an instant replay here. Of, oh, this is the arcade. Where's the? You cow- cannot miss it. I mean, I missed their third child, but I did not miss the cowboy. <laughs> Oh yeah, Lots there's a cowboy. Is that a cowboy or is it like fucking a see that? Mobster? Or just a hatted man? Yeah. It could be any man in a hat. It could be the milkman's chair. <laughs> Bizarre. Okay. <laughs> so the doctor calls. No cancer. No operation. It's just hyperthyroidism, which means he'll have to take the pill, and he doesn't have a goiter. Yeah, I mean this. It's hyperthyroidism and melodrama. Good job, yeah. guys. I mean, That's... maybe this is true. I've got. I'm no doctor. I'm not even a WebMD person. So, but I mean, <laughs> what about IMDb? <laughs> I'm just always suspicious when someone says it's just one pill a day. You're like, yeah, it's probably more than just that, right? Like. And if you don't get it, you'll die. Yeah, like, or it could like be there'll serious. be side effects to the pills, or like this will help, but it won't cure completely. Like the idea that just one pill a day is just going to cure whatever this hyperthyroidism is causing—I don't know. But maybe, maybe it's true in this case. I, don't know. I mean, I know that I know that hyperthyroidism is a thing that people can have, and it's treated with a pill that you take every day. But I also question the just element of it in terms of like i don't know that that's true for everybody in every version of hyperthyroidism and maybe they already know that that's good enough to treat randy but i don't know that they can really know that yet and it may not always be that way but whatever Mm -hmm. then so there's a big group hug sans the other big group hug fuck them yeah, no, this is this is a very Jim, uh, Jim, very Jill, Tim, and and uh, JTT heavy. Tim, yeah. So yeah. Jim, so uh, Tim and Randy go upstairs, 
and uh, Jill thinks back uh, on a bunch of soft focus memories uh, of a baby that I guess we're supposed to assume is Randy because it's not like the show was on the air when JTT was a baby. <laughs> so they're just like but- refilming <laughs> Jill and Tim with some random baby and but some, presenting it as memories of Randy. Some of those early season uh, clips they show, like JTT is looking super young. I don't. I mean, I guess it's yeah. like five years ago, and you know that's teen yeah. years. Yeah. But it it still and surprised then they do, me. You're right. I'll put it that way. They do they eventually do segue all into the way. footage. Yeah. yeah, they go from baby to JTT. What a journey! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When they get yep. the first JTT, he's like dressed as Peter Pan and. F- flouncing around really hard and you're like okay i can see why this kid broke through the sitcom gristle <laughs> look at him go right and uh <laughs> there's a one of these flashbacks is like tim and randy and brad like running down a like a sand dune at the beach or something mm. i don't i don't remember if that was from an episode or what right i assume yeah. like i don't it may have been like a, a cut scene or mm. something i don't know but it was just one of those where I'm like, oh, look, it's Tim goofing around with his boys, except for Mark, the third one, who is <laughs> in Mark that flashback, even though That's it's like sad. of a vintage of it's like from the show. So Mark would be there like it's not like it's before he was born. Mm. I thought Mark was in that scene. That's sad. He wasn't. Yeah, I thought Aww. Mark was in it. I don't know. Maybe not. He maybe was, I mean, he's he's in some of those flashbacks. There's just one in particular that he yeah. did not appear in that made me. Made me sort of chuckle. He, he's definitely uh, shushed away. I like the flashback moment where Mark was dressed as a... No, um, Randy. Screw Mark. Randy was dressed as a genie. And he had, like, had some emotional revelation and then hugged his mom. What was going on there, y'all? <laughs> Probably a Halloween episode. I, I would or maybe imagine. he was a wise man for Christmas. It was just mm. a big hat. A big domed hat. That could have been a wise man from Christmas moment. That's a good point. It might have been They're a Christmas like, episode. Right? Use all the physical footage we have where people are happy with each other but not talking. Beach, yes. Genie, yes. Mark, no. <laughs> Get it together. Let's go. Because, of course, I, we didn't even mention that uh, uh, this whole montage is scored to the uh, 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 What a Wonderful World, uh, which is the, the go-to TV or movie. Something sad is playing on your screen now, but it's also somewhat uplifting musical cue. Mm-hmm. True, All three true. kids were on the beach, Austin, in case you're... Uh, did you just go through your replay? Yeah. Right. And was the cowboy there, David? Uh, there was no cowboy chair on the beach. I can do that. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh yeah. It's all a bit much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's super and then sappy, we close... but it's super unearned too, right? Like that's the problem. Right. <laughs> it is very you didn't very... even have cancer. Come on. Mm-hmm. We're adults. We can't be concerned about a pretty boy who might have cancer. <laughs> Sorry. Media's different now. <laughs> They were sad uh, for a yeah. whole 24 hours, Carolyn. <laughs> and then uh, the episode closes with uh, Tim and Jill uh, watching in the doorway uh, a sleeping Randy, which is uh, such a sitcom trope, the parent watching their child sleep, that uh, literally any time I go into my son's room to, like, put the heavy blanket over him that he's kicked off since we left him. And like, I lay the blanket over him. I'm like, just like in a sitcom. <laughs> I hope you whisper that to yourself every time. Austin. I think it, I think it to myself where it's like, like you know, we're going to bed and you open the door and you stick your head in just to make sure like everything's kosher. And I'm like, 
just like in a no, sitcom. No, because you're not talking what? to no one in particular, Austin. Like, you're not saying that. Like, That's true. I hope you grow up and all your dreams come true. <laughs> oh, my God, say that. Say that. Or I, I need, dare like, you. I need to call Christy over so yeah. we can both stand in the doorway. Then I can be like, he's a pretty special kid, isn't he? Like, well, yeah, he's the best. And, and we're, we're, we're to assume they're doing normal. this at night. Be- tonight, that night, because you know they had this scare, and so they were worried, and now they can just. Although he does have it. hyperthyroidism, so this could just be like twenty minutes later, because he apparently falls asleep yeah, a lot. Yeah, you're now. right. No, my right. point was, I assume this happens every night. That like before Tim and Jill go to bed, <laughs> they go down and open the door and just look at Randy and be like, "Look at the sun we created." <laughs> like, sleep well, handsome one. Yeah. Sleep well. <laughs> sleep well, our favorite. <laughs> yeah, they used to divide it into three, but then they decided who the valuable yeah, child was. They, they barely remember they have two other kids. They get startled <laughs> when Mark Brad likes- walks in. They're like, "Who are you?" <laughs> oh, bull cut. Oh. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're one of the others. Mark Kid. shivering under a threadbare blanket in the garage next to Tim's hot rod. <laughs> You guys, didn't Mark have a goth phase? I've been trying to picture it. He did. He, towards the end of the run, he had a goth. That was after JTT left, and he was like, I want an Emmy, too. <laughs> Goths get Emmys. I'm going to ask the orphans to show me that. I suggest everybody does. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, my final note was also Mark technically appears in this episode, but only barely. <laughs> it was sad. We talked about that. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. Any final thoughts? I mean, we kind of dipped into yeah, how, how effective this is as a special episode already. And Yeah, that, that's pretty much my final thought was just how unearned everything was because it was just yes. we want the emotions of cancer without having to actually deal with it or go anything past. Like, True. oh, there's a scare, even though it was ha- barely a scare. And, of course, everyone acts very stupid. Well, I mean, not necessarily Randy. His character was all right for this, but. Tim and yeah, I Jill thought like I mean the the emotional him. journey he went on was fine. It mm-hmm. was Jill and Tim that were morons. Yeah, uh, yeah. And they could have done most of what they wanted without them being morons, but man, chose yeah. that. Thing. And it was just that like the show, the show clearly wanted to do a message episode, but wasn't confident enough to fully abandoned the the sitcom trappings and so then that's where you end up with like all this goofy shit that tim and jill are doing because they still need like wacky antics against the backdrop of this of this serious message episode and you know i'm not saying you have to be totally serious or and and commit to this sort of a thing but um you you should try to do it in a way that doesn't like undercut the the uh, the message that you're trying to have by roping in the parents and making them the the foils the comic foils right like what's the message doctors are scary waiting yeah, for I a guess. doctor <laughs> sucks but then they only have to wait 24 hours right David to your point it's like actually doctors treat me much worse than that and I fucking button my lip because I have not good healthcare because America so get used to it. Randy. Yeah. yeah, Randy, why does terrible things happen to me? Because you have health insurance and thus can go to the doctor and find out that you might be sick with something? Uh, there was, it was half running near the end where Jill kept calling the hospital to see if the results were in. And I just can imagine how annoyed the hospital workers were with her keep calling. Like, we'll let you know when we get the results. Like, calling isn't going to make it any yeah. faster. Right. They're going to get downgraded a whole hotness point yeah, if she exactly. keeps that up. 
Yeah, I, according to the crack research team, the idea for this episode came from uh, uh, Patricia Richardson, the uh, Jill, the mm. actress that plays Jill, um, which is interesting because it just it smacks so much of being like a JTT vehicle yeah, of like him wanting him wanting something meaty to sink his teeth. Yeah, you wonder into, if he's a little too young to start demanding stuff like that. Though I don't know. Yeah, that could be probably. Well, and the other the part that uh, that of course the 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 IMDb thing doesn't say, uh, you know, the the idea came from from Jill's actress, but uh, you know maybe it came from her in the response to what can we do to give JTT more screen yeah. time? <laughs> and then she was the one that came up with or, let's do a cancer scare involving Randy, or maybe she came up with it in the idea that it revolve around her and her emotions. But then they're like, <laughs> all right, so this is how it's going to all be about JTT. She's like, damn it again. All right, which, <laughs> which one of you has the hit movies? Yeah. It's going to be Tim or it's going to be JTT. <laughs> right. Sad. <laughs> She never got a movie, did she? I don't no, think so. I feel like she didn't. I do feel like she didn't break out again. in anything after this, right? Did she do anything after this? I feel- she. I don't think she really did. Like, I mean, even uh, even poor Patricia Heaton, who the long suffering wife on uh, Everybody she Loves Raymond, Raymond yeah. she got she got her own sitcom after she after Raymond ended. So good for her. But yeah, What's I do not see. What was that? What was she on after Everyone Loves Her? Uh, Pat- what was her sitcom? Oh, Patricia Heaton. Yeah. Uh, the Middle. Yeah, she was yeah, the mom yeah. on The Middle. Uh, that's what I thought. Which ran for like... Yeah, for like 10 seasons and nobody watched it. It's, it's an indignity. Right. I didn't. <laughs> she's rolling in that sweet, sweet uh, syndication dough now between Raymond and The Middle. <laughs> she's, she's. I'm sure she's doing fine mm-hmm. for herself. Yeah, uh, Patricia Richardson did not really do a whole lot after after Home Improvement. She was on like nine episodes of the west wing but uh oh wow a show called strong medicine does anyone remember that no must be about doctors it's about oh she's like the star it's about women doctors ladies ladies. yes helping young hunks with cancer scares probably (laughs) (laughs) that's why i want to work at the young hunk To showcase yeah. her ability to be a woman doctor. Yeah. All right. David, where can we find you on the internet? <laughs> at On Twitter, where I won't be talking about cancer scares, uh, at Dr. Bits, doctor spelled out, and at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. Where you'll be reviewing <laughs> Law & Order one episode at a time very soon, uh, right? Chong chong. I'll need the I don't episodes even care if you do it. Somebody should send me those episodes. And then I'll... Do you want them all emailed to you? Because somebody might. <laughs> I don't even, uh, yeah, we didn't even talk about that, that <laughs> Home Improvement, for as popular as it was, is not streaming anywhere no, significant yeah. right now, which is kind of wild. It, it might do better in nostalgia than on the rewatch, right? We certainly found it a bit pompous and dreary. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Carolyn, how about you? Where can we find you online? Oh, well, usually I'm loitering in the parking lot of the Young Hunks Cancer Scare Ward, <laughs> just waiting. Seeing what's happening, what's going on. I'm also <laughs> Carolyn Main on Twitter, Carolyn Main on Patreon. Get yourself a postcard, CarolynMain.com, uh, PitchPlease.com, where you can get a board game or listen to podcast episodes. Look for that, Carolyn Main, C A R O L Y N M A I N, like the street. 
Uh, as for me, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Austin Gordon. Uh, you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com as well, and uh, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash gol. Uh, you can also find uh, my more comic book-related writing uh, at uh, comicsxf.com. Uh, and yeah, as for this show, we are. How's very... your Lucy slash fiction, Austin? Where's those? <laughs> my all oh, my Lucy slash fiction. Uh, that'll probably come out of my OnlyFans account too. Nice. <laughs> once once we get a few more installments done, we'll have to see. Uh, as for this show, we are a very special episode. Uh, our website is a very special episode podcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at AVSE Pod. Check out our Facebook page. Email us at AVSE Podcast at gmail.com. And of course, you can uh, download and listen on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. For a very special episode, this is Austin Gorton reminding you that silver dollar pancakes are just a size of pancake, not a different type of pancake. That was a very special episode. We dissected that shit from head to toe. Did the time fly by or was it slow? Got so many life lessons. Oh, how we've grown. Seen so much TV that we're gonna explode next time on a very special episode. So.